Racism in the time of pandemic. A young woman wearing a mask is attacked in a subway station. We're also learning about reports of racist incidents at hotels and bullying of Asian American students. reports of coronavirus have spread across the U.S., so have incidents of anti-Asian violence. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of it comes say from it's China. racist. It's not racist at all, no, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Hello, and welcome back to my new podcast, Hidden Narratives, brought to you by Watcher Entertainment. I'm your host, Stephen Lim, and on this show, we will be sharing really important but untold stories from the Asian American community. For the next few months, we will be honing in on the monumental impact of coronavirus. Today is a very unique podcast. Um, It's actually speaking to somebody who is now working double time due to the coronavirus. But before I get into that, I want to share why we're talking about this and what we're talking about. Over the past few months, with the coronavirus outbreak, there has been a lot of different ripple effects. But one thing I did not see coming is that we would see a huge surge in racism against Asian Americans. I grew up in Ohio and Alabama where I was one of the only Asians in my schools. There were a few times when I, yes, I was attacked for the color of my skin, for being Asian American, for being a stereotype. But right now, at this moment of time, I have never seen more Asian Americans get attacked than ever in my life before. So much so that the FBI has actually gotten involved. It was recently reported on ABC News that FBI warns of a potential surge in hate crimes against Asian Americans amid the coronavirus outbreak. And the reasoning behind that? Well, people are blaming COVID-19 on Asian Americans. Yes, it is that dumb. Now, this is such a giant topic that we're going to be breaking it down over several different episodes. On this episode, we're going to open the conversation by getting a bird's eye view of just how bad this issue is. So to talk about that today is my friend Benny Luo, who is the founder and CEO of NextShark. NextShark is one of the leading sources of Asian and Asian American news. They have staff all across the US and Asia that have been on the front lines reporting injustices against Asians. I reached out to Benny because I saw that NextShark had reported an unusually high number of racist incidents against Asians and Asian Americans. And I wanted to see what was going on in his perspective on why he was, first of all, dedicating all of these resources to sharing these stories, as well as checking on how he's doing. The conversation was very interesting and honestly, therapeutic because I got to talk through a lot of the things that I'm feeling that I don't know how to express. Furthermore, I will say, by the end of it, I was highly encouraged. And I hope that you all listening will as well, because there are more than just a few people addressing this issue. We are all coming together as a community to make sure that this doesn't continue. So with all that being said, please subscribe to this podcast, because that is how we continue to share these stories. And without further ado, I present to you my conversation with Benny Luo. All right, well... First up, just want to say thank you so much, Benny, for coming on the show. You are one of the leaders of the Asian American community, uh, in particular with your platform, Next Shark. Before we start, though, I do want to ask you, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, that's a loaded question right now, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 
you know, I, I would say, okay, first of all, I want to say thank you for letting me be on the show. Uh, big fan of, of your work. And, you know, I love Worth It. I mean, that's like, you know, one of my, you know, regular sort of what, you know, uh, it's on my playlist a lot. So, you <laughs> well, know. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and in regards to how I'm doing, I mean, I think that overall, like, uh, I, I'm overall a positive person. I mean, I think that, you know, of course, like, I'm really concerned with the whole pandemic that's going on. I'm concerned that now I'm seeing, like, you know, friends of friends, like, you know, pass away. Uh, you know, from complications of the virus. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, like, I, I think uh, I, I'm good. I mean, I really, even though, like, I don't like being quarantined as much, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I think that it's offered a lot of time for me to kind of reflect and uh, spend, a, spend more time with family. That's really good to hear. So I do want to take a step back and I want to uh, first establish some context. Obviously, we've seen a lot of cases of racism against Asian Americans in the past few weeks, particularly. And while you're not the only one covering Asian American news, you are the leading aggregator of that news. And so I do want to start from the beginning. When was the first time you saw an uptick in racist cases due to the coronavirus? Yeah, so um, I'll give you some real life examples. So I would say that before this whole like crisis happened with the coronavirus, in terms of uh, covering, you know, news regarding like crimes targeting the Asian community per se, um, it wasn't like that much before. I mean, we would maybe get like, you know, one to two news tips a week on something like that. But oftentimes, mm. like most of these tips were not really newsworthy enough, unfortunately, for us to report on. And so um, even like, let's say the month of March of last year, that same time, mm -hmm. right? We only cover maybe one incidence of you know anything mm. related to an Asian American being targeted for like a racist incident, and you know in 2020 alone, right? Um, you know, let's say from January up until now, we've covered over like I'd say 120 articles now related to mm -hmm. the coronavirus. Okay, more okay. than 60 of them is on racism and xenophobia. More than 60 of them. Oh my goodness. Them. Okay, and these are numbers from last week. So I feel like, you know, and we've already, we've reported on, you know, quite a few more. So I wouldn't be surprised if that number has jumped up. So, you know, 60 on racism and xenophobia, 15 of them on harassments and attacks, and 40 stories of Asians simply fighting the virus in any shape or form, whether it's like in the front lines, in hospitals and labs, through moral support, through social media and music, or massive donations to build a vaccine and medical team dispatches, which is all like, you know, good stuff uh, for our community mm -hmm. in terms of how we're helping out. And in regards to the news tips, like they've blown up, man. I mean, like even in the last like 24 hours alone, we've probably gotten over like, you know, 25 to 30 news tips across all our channels relating to, you know, some issue or incidents uh, with Asian Americans, right? For sure. So you would yeah. say that it's clearly due to the coronavirus pandemic that these cases have been happening. I think that there's a correlation. I mean, I would say that um, the biggest one that we covered was maybe back in February. Um, you remember the incident where a older Asian man was walking, collecting cans in San Francisco, and then he got like, you know, his can stolen and attacked and harassed, right? Mm -hmm. That was like one of the bigger uh, news, news pieces that were kind of out there at the time. But I, I don't think that many people were still making the correlation with like coronavirus to this. But I would say that ever since that incident, we started seeing more and more of an increase as it went along. And for example, let's say, you know, uh, within the third day of that, uh, that article being published, there was another incident in Chinatown, San Francisco of another, um, you know, elderly Asian woman being robbed in broad daylight, right? So right. since the mm. end of February until now, it's been, you know, pretty crazy for us. And trust me, I'm a, I, I, I work my butt off. Our entire team works our butt off. But mm -hmm. this is probably like some of the most littlest sleep that I've ever gotten. And this is this is literally the hardest team our team has ever worked in the history of this company. And, and we're still stretched thin. Wow. And how do you decide 
what resources to dedicate to this, you know, because you're saying essentially 50% of your stories are going to incidents of racism, which is wild to me because there's so much more news to cover than just racist incidents. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because like, you know, we could be doing like profiles of people right? and we do, we have like, you know, that we have like profiles and interviews with people like mm-hmm. on the back burner and everything. Right. But you know, it's like, everybody is, this is a serious issue that everybody's talking about. And for us, like we feel this like uneasiness. I mean, at one point we were like, why don't we release like, you know, some of our interviews that we've had that we should work on, but it's like, our staff feels this uneasiness. It's like almost like doing an injustice. Like, dude, like these things are happening. It seems like our community kind of needs our help. And, you know, as all these new incidences come up, it's like, damn, we can't avoid it. So we just got to do our jobs and, you know, continue moving forward. So I do want to break down the issue a bit further. Yes, it's the coronavirus, but what is it about the coronavirus that is causing these cases to happen. You know, like for me, it's hard to even understand that somebody could be so dumb to attack an Asian American because they heard Chinese virus. But can you just break that down for me? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think that whether it's, I've heard different theories of like, you know, this is, you know, racism has always kind of been around. There just hasn't been like a stimulus or like any sort of channel for people to, to mm. do it. And people are kind of making the argument where it's like, you know, when, when our president says something like, oh, uh, keeps referring to the virus as Chinese virus, right? Like when, you know, somebody from the highest office of the land is like, you know, saying stuff like that, right? I think that that it normalizes that for people to say those things. And um, honestly, like, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it sucks to say, I mean, I always like to try to assume the best in people, you know, assume mm-hmm. the best in people in time. But this could have been around for a while. It's just that they haven't had the avenues to, to really do it. Right. Right. And I do want to go back to the the comment about you had said that Trump, you know, used the word Chinese virus. I think he also used the word Kung flu. I think that. uh, Yeah, I don't think he used it, but I think that somebody in the White House used it. And then they asked Mm. and then a reporter asked him, hey, do you think Kung flu and Chinese virus, these things are racist? Mm. And Trump was like, oh, no, I don't think they're racist. And I think that they would support me, you know. Yeah. and, And then he walked it back a little bit recently. I think he stopped using the word Chinese virus and he he did make one statement that was, please do not attack Asian Americans. They are not the cause of this. But it seemed like the damage was already done. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I can only speak for this. I've heard like, you know, different theories of why he keeps referring it to the Chinese virus, like logical theory, right? And, right. you know, I, I think that I read uh, earlier from the Washington Post, and I've also heard from friends that read Asian news. He was like, they were like, hey, if you read Asian news, like, you know, I guess like China is like say, accusing you know, America of of being the originators for the virus. So they're calling it the American virus. And now I haven't Mm. verified this myself in terms like, you know, I think people are going to have to read Chinese news to see whether they are referring it to as a Chinese virus. And so they're saying that Trump is saying the Chinese virus in retaliation to that. But Mm. even if that is true, we're kind of, you know, Asian Americans are kind of getting caught in the crossfire of all that sort of, you know, rhetoric, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so it's interesting. I mean, I think this relates to everything. It's the fact that we've said this, Asian Americans are are not a monolith, right? And, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we kind of like, you know, people like to group us together, but we come in so many different, you know, backgrounds. So man, I, I, I really don't know. And honestly, like those questions that you have, I, I ask those questions for myself too. Yeah. And And, and I wonder, you know, I've seen all sorts of stuff that you guys have reported and they're backed by videos too, you know, people being robbed, people being attacked, people being harassed, people, you know, being stabbed. It's insane. I've seen so much and I don't know how to process all of this information. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, at least you don't have to review every single one of them. <laughs> That's our job. We have to sort through so many like sometimes horrific images. We, and it sucks because like, you know, sometimes like we get trolls submitting like like horrific like animal abuse images that have no they don't have any relation to like you know what we're trying to do or anything like that and you know but our staff like we have to sort through you know all those things you know and it sucks because it's like oh my god now here's like you know this person being attacked by a group of people you know oh mm -hmm. like we got to verify the story let's call the police hey is this person asian american is was the victim you know asian is this like are you investigating this as a, as a hate crime you know mm -hmm. that whole process is very very draining yeah. psychologically to the person and that i think that's why our team has been really stretched out lately and seriously big shout out to my team i mean i think you know they they're fuck they're fucking i'm oh, sorry i don't know if i can cuss here but like no, you, you know, can it's okay okay cool i mean they're fucking warriors seriously i mean yeah. you know they're they're voluntarily spending so much extra time just because they know they, they feel like this sense of responsibility, you know, for the community. And I'm just very, very proud. Um, yeah. Sorry, I think we strayed away from the conversation. Sorry. No, it's okay. I do want to segue a little bit into um, some specifics on the stories, which I, I think I've been delaying this because I, <laughs> it's, it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear. But what are some of the stories that you've come across that have impacted you the most? You know, I think that anytime I see an elderly Asian person being targeted, like that's just gets me a little bit more emotional because like, you know, I was raised by my grandmother. My parents were like always mm -hmm. busy working when I was kind of growing up. And so for me, being Chinese American, um, you know, filial piety and respecting elders is something that's really mm -hmm. ingrained in, you know, in our soul. Right. And I think that you know, whenever I see these, you know, sort of attacks, like anytime, like, you know, an elderly person is targeted, like I ask myself why, like, you know, why, you know, why would you do that? Like, why would you pick on somebody that literally cannot defend themselves? And mm. especially when it's, it's, it's something with violence, right? Like, you know, someone getting hit, like, those are things that it, it definitely affects me because like, dude, this could be my grandpa, this could be, be my, uh, my grandmother, right? And mm. so, you know, I find myself like struggling because at the end of the day, yeah, we are a news outlet. And so we have to try to separate the emotion from the work that we're trying to do. Right. And for us, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like it gets harder and harder as you know, you see these things and I have to remind myself, Hey, I got to do my job. Don't get emotionally invested in this. Like, you know, I can think about it, you know, later and, you know, kind of go from there. But yeah, that's, it's a big struggle for me. Do you anticipate that it's going to get worse? I mean, how much worse can the xenophobia and the racism against Asian Americans get? You know, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I mean, I can. I, what I can say is, you know, the FBI, you know, last week did release um, a warning saying that there could mm -hmm. be a surge of, you know, racism or discrimination against Asian Americans. The second theory that I'm looking at is that, like, think about it. All these attacks are happening. Guess where we are right now? We're in quarantine. So, mm. you know, what happens, you know, after quarantine? You know, I don't know. I don't really I don't want to assume like what could happen or what can't happen. All I can say is what I think we can do as community is to make more people aware of what exactly is happening, because the only way change is going to happen is is to tell people, hey, we're here, we're going to be loud or, you know, this is not right. What's happening? And, you know, we got to figure out like what to what to do from here. I will say, man, being Asian American, and I'm sure you relate to this a little bit. We've always noticed, you know, the Asian Americans who were on TV when it was like a commercial. It's like, oh, my God, there's an Asian guy who's in the background, but he's Asian. Uh, he or she is Asian. And it's really sad now that the two mentions that we've had in mainstream media is one, Trump saying, don't attack us. And two, the FBI is actually saying we are endangered. And when I see that, it makes me really sad. And I, I don't know how to 
again, kind of going back to it, but I don't know how to process this. You're processing a lot of this information. When you saw that the, you know, the FBI case was reported, what went on through your mind when you saw that news? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that bad that the FBI has to issue a warning? You know, this was a warning issued to all local law enforcement agencies. You know what's crazy? You know, uh, through the May Lee show, right? Because we co- we do cover a lot of instances of, you know, racism. Yeah. We have been talking about it. You know, we got a DM that really kind of like hit me and May a little bit. Right. And just for some context, May Lee is a world-class journalist who does a podcast with Nick Shark. Yeah. So she's the first uh, Korean-American uh, news anchor for CNN. She's been in the business for 30 years. But yeah, I mean, so uh, we got a DM from an Asian-American viewer and fan that basically said, I feel really sad. And I feel really sad because I felt that as a community, we were doing so well. We had mm. crazy rich Asians, Andrew Yang, seemingly coming out of nowhere to, you know, rising up to having such a big fan base. And then we finished it off with an Academy Award won by Pong Joon-ho for Parasite. Mm. And I felt that all these momentous moments were happening for Asian Americans in the last couple of years. And then suddenly all that comes tumbling down. And now, as you said, all the news about Asian Americans is either us being attacked, things happening to us, and our president calling it the Chinese virus. Mm. And when you have that context, like it feels very, very hurtful. It feels like we went backwards. But this is what I will say, and this is a big but. I think that there's always a silver lining to any to everything. I talked to May about this, and we interviewed a activist, Asian American activist called Helen Zia. And she was one of the activists that was very crucial and instrumental in bringing the charges against the people who murdered Vincent Chin. Mm. And she noted that back then, same thing, a lot of Asian Americans were fragmented. But after this incident happened where a Asian American man was brutally murdered just because he looked Japanese, right? That was the first time that you know, this whole pan-Asian movement kind of came together. And I hope that this will be one of those momentous times in history where the entire Asian community can really get together for one specific cause and really brings us together. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I've only seen the Asian American community come together uh, a few times. One of them being when YouTube first launched. I think that was a really momentous time for us. We took uh, over. Crazy rich, we took over. Crazy Rich Asians was really cool. And I do think in the last year, it has been starting to feel like, you know, we are able to make strides. But I will say I have seen a lot of backlash. And I first noticed it on my own Instagram, and I was really confused because I've been trying to be more vocal about these issues. And I saw people in my comment section, both Asians and non-Asians, saying, I can't believe you're focusing on racism while people are dying out there. What is your thought on that idea? I mean, what I would say is, okay, great. Um, What are you doing? Because in my opinion, right, this is a group effort. And I know tons of Asians in America, Asian American groups that are dedicating their time in donating and and sourcing, sourcing masks and sourcing, you know, medical supplies and donating it to hospitals all over America. These things are happening. Mm. And Next Shark is covering these stories. 
Yeah, right now, it just so happens that it seems like a lot of it is about discrimination and racism, but we're covering the good sides too. We just covered mm. a Chinese American Trump supporter that is, he's literally driving around Southern California helping deliver masks. Like, he sent me a selfie after I interviewed him, like, with like full on <laughs> mask and like, you know, a hazmat suit and stuff. He's, oh, you know, like with, with McDonald's, you know, stopping by for McDonald's in between like his shifts and everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. not saying that you don't have a point, but at the same time, mm. You know, it's a group effort all around. And obviously, I don't I don't know these people personally, right. so they could be doing a lot. But I think that we should focus on being proactive and helping the in, entire cause and not just focus our efforts on criticizing what this person is not doing more of and what this person is not doing more of, if that makes sense. I, I agree. That is a wonderful answer. And we all are different body parts of the Asian American community. And, you know, Next Shark is... An amazing reporting platform for myself i i felt helpless in a way because you know i am not qualified to go and uh medically treat people but maybe i can use my platform to share these stories and so i do think like whatever you can do it helps and that does lead me to one question i had you know people always talk about uh, are asians too sensitive to racism or too sensitive to different incidents and i'm curious do you think it's possible for us to be too sensitive and how are you sorting through what you're deciding to actually uh, disseminate through your platform? That's an interesting argument because like I, I understand the argument on the other side where they say you shouldn't try to make such a big deal out of these smaller issues that happen because mm -hmm. then their argument is it's like the boy cry wolf, right? When something big happens, then it makes you lose credibility for the bigger part. But on the flip side, I also understand the other argument where it's like, look, if you don't solve the small issues then you're not going to be able to solve the big issues mm. down the line, right? And I think that the biggest issue with activism in general and why it's so difficult for a lot of people, and especially why it's so difficult for a fragmented community like ours is because there's so many little nuances of what, what goes on when these incidences happen. And I'm sorry to say, I don't know if I have a perfect answer for it. I can really only speak from my experience. Yeah. Regardless of where you stand on this, I think it's an important conversation to have. And, you know, the way that you feel, I, I don't want to invalidate anybody for, you know, their gut feeling a certain way. I do want to wrap things up here. Um, I know you're, you got a lot of meetings to go through and <laughs> as well as a lot of cases to share. Um, I did see that Next Shark has now instituted an incident report, a uh, reporting system. You know, if, if somebody sees something happen, how do they tell you guys and, and how do they get the message out? Yeah, so we established that forum because we were just getting too many news tips already, and it was hard to sort through all of them. And so the purpose of the forum is for them to submit a report. Um, it it can be completely anonymous, uh, if unless you give us permission to contact you, uh, you know, to potentially write on the story. They have the ability to, you know, respond and say whether they submitted a police report whether they plan to do it, and they can also submit videos and photos of the incident if they have proof of it. This is for us to help us sort through our stories, but also we want this to be used as data to provide to other organizations because mm. I, I think that um, it's a collaborative effort, right? And I hope that all these other organizations that are taking in data will also follow suit with us and be open to sharing this data with everyone else to see how prevalent this issue is and be able to put some really hard numbers into what's going on mm. and kind of broadening it out to the mainstream media what do you hope that they start to cover with asian americans we've seen a few articles and we've seen a few major publications or even broadcast platforms share stories is there anything missing from the narrative related to asian americans and the coronavirus i mean i think one thing they could maybe do and again this is not their obligation i mean 
uh, you know, they, they should definitely feature more of the positive sides of what what we're doing, right? There's a doctor who we just interviewed that just got uh, actually out here in Garden Grove. He's Vietnamese American that just got one of the early potential tests where he could do like a it's like a fast response coronavirus test. And he's trying to, you know, test it and verify it himself right now, uh, mm. you know, before he could potentially administer it to, you know, patients and whatnot. Right. There's uh, Asian American ER doctors, and nurses, tons of them fighting in the front lines to save lives. And it's sad because I saw that I think it was a doctor or something from a verified account saying that, hey, some people are denying treatment from. Asian doctors because of such and such, you know, that sucks. Mm. But, you know, there's a lot of Asian Americans doing good work here. And so let's shine a light on those people as well, aside from the bad. Well, I think that is a great way to end this podcast. And I want to say thank you so much, Benny. This conversation was very enlightening for myself and a little bit therapeutic too, because I've just been really in my head about what to do. I have seen the most number of racist cases against Asian Americans in my lifetime. And I thought I had it pretty tough growing up, uh, to be honest. You know, I, I grew up in Ohio, Alabama, not the hotspots for Asian Americans. And I've, se I've seen it all, really, to be honest. I've seen it all. But this moment of time, it's even worse than probably, you know, in the last 30 years. So Same. thank you for all the coverage that you've done. Thank you for all the reporting that you're doing. Uh, thank you so much, Benny, for coming on. Dude, thank you so much to you too, Stephen. I mean, I know that you're 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 a creator. You know, you've been a representative for us, being an Asian face on a really really big platform. And when incidents like these, like you, you know, doing interviews like this with me and you speaking up, I mean, th those things have a lot of impact. So no matter what it is, I think that you've made a big contribution in helping advance us forward. Thanks, Benny. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, that does it for this podcast. You know, I've been wrestling with a lot of this in my own head over the past few weeks. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a tough conversation. It's really tough because I, I don't want to be the guy who's just talking about racism against Asian Americans. But at the same time, it's super important. And as somebody who grew up as a minority, I felt it in my day-to-day -day life. So I think my takeaways from my conversation with Benny are that, well, first of all, it confirmed my fear, which is that this is a real and a serious issue. He's gotten to the point where the FBI is getting involved. That's scary. Like I, I'm actually legitimately scared, not for only my life, but Asian Americans who are growing up in areas where there aren't a lot of people who look like them. But you know, at the end of the conversation, I actually felt really encouraged. Talking to Benny really affirmed my decision to start this podcast. You know, I spent my evenings editing this. You know, it's not part of our overall business plan and probably, you know, we're losing money from it. It's not supposed to be my priority, but I've been given the green light by my co-founders, by my head of development to continue making the show. All that being said, subscribe and write us a lovely review with five stars to wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, the moon, Pluto, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure these stories keep getting told. And for all of you out there who are listening, this issue is not going to be tackled by one person, one publication, even one organization. It's going to take all of us to jump in. We'll chat very, very soon.